Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray. I am your host, and I am here with a bunch of our staff members, Haley Lucas, Rachel Thomas, Kara Scalercio, and Louise Arsenal. And we are here to discuss everything pertaining to tryouts. Ladies, would you like to say hello? Hi. Hi. Hey there. Hey there. All right. So we um we want to, you know, this week, next week, the last week of May. Um, First of all, May is known for a few things. It's known for Mental Health Awareness Month. So we've got a lot going on on our social platforms to discuss that. Um, it also happens to be a month where a lot of club and comp programs do tryouts. So this discussion is directed to coaches, players, and parents when it comes to tryouts. Uh, we wanna make sure that we hit the perspective from all three angles. Um, so we're gonna start with the coach. Um, when we're thinking about tryout season, as a coach, um, out of your, you know, I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on this, but from a coach perspective, what should a coach be looking for while they are assessing players during a tryout situation when it comes to the mental side? Who wants to attack that one first? <laughs> I can go. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is their response to a mistake and uh, their, their body language um, when something like that happens. Um, and that's why I like seeing some drills that drills where there are lots of reps to see how they respond to that. Um, and um, I think that's a big focus. And then another thing, just uh, little things that I look for, like, just if they're paying attention, you know, or if they're being really chatty, because they may know some people or they may not. And then also, um, like, you know, are they jogging to for water breaks? Or are they jogging back on uh, when we're calling them back and things like that? Can I, yeah, I think as a coach, what, what I'm looking for? Go ahead, go ahead Lulu. No, go, ahead. No, go ahead. I'll go after you. <laughs> as a coach right. uh, so one of the things that I'm looking for this is funny Kira go for it I think we were losing Lou in general with her, her all right sorry about that are we going in and out okay so as a coach I think at a tryout or I know at a tryout I've been to a lot of tryouts over the last decade or so um and that's evolved what I'm looking for in players and effort is a big piece of it so what you're bringing to the table it doesn't mean that you're doing everything right all the time but it means that you're getting after it in any way shape or form that's being asked of you whether it's comfortable or not um, I'm also looking for the way that you're behaving in terms of treating people are you are you are you kind are you aware of other people in your surroundings are you communicative in a way that is uh, beneficial for the group um, all those pieces are really important when it comes to a tryout because we're not only looking for your skills as a player, we're looking for uh, behaviors of who you are as a, as a human because ultimately as a coach, it's our job to teach the skills and about the game and whatnot. Um, but we're looking for, you know, um, the positive pieces that you're bringing in your character as a person. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? And we also have Megan Wharton on uh, on this podcast as well. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Be here. 
All right. So any thoughts, Megan, even from your pers uh, perspective on how a player, uh, excuse me, how a coach um, handles tryouts when it comes to the mental side? What should they be looking for, focused on, stuff like that? I think the biggest thing um, as a coach, like when you're at tryouts and um, obviously you're evaluating a bunch of different things is to see how an athlete reacts after either making a mistake or um, kind of like a rough patch or anything like that and see like how they address it, whether they kind of get down on themselves, whether they are like, okay, I'm going to assess the mistake. I'm going to get back up and try again um, and go from there because I think that's a really good indicator of where kind of they're at in that mental strength process. Um, but also it can be a really good moment for you as a coach to kind of step in and have that moment to show them what they possibly like, Hey, I saw you get down on yourself. Let's try to kind of turn it around and still look for the positive. So even though it's a tryout, you can still have that coaching moment. Absolutely. Yeah. To piggyback on that, um, Megan, I, I think that's, that's what, you know, I look for the coach, the coachable kids and, you know, yes, they need the technical and tactical, you know, skills. Um, but you know, a lot of them are pretty similar in, in that realm. And if I can get, you know, if it's a player who's going to take that sort of feedback and, you know, use it and the, the next rep, like, wow, look, they try, even if they, it wasn't perfect, they tried what I said, like, you know, let's use your left foot. Like, don't be afraid or whatever it is, whatever, you know, you're challenging them with and how they respond to that can be huge. And, um, you know, the type of player they can become like coachability is just, but that's the hardest thing to find in a tryout situation. Um, because it just, because of the nature of them. So, um, but, but coaches can work to make that happen. They can create a tryout situation that allows for coaching time um, to see how players respond to that. Exactly. And I think like a lot of times coaches go into tryouts with the idea that they're not allowed to say anything or they have to just sit back and watch. And I think honestly, as much as tryouts are for the coaches to build a team and to look at players. I think tryouts is, are just as important for players to get to know that coach and to see kind of like what their style is and how it would fit for them as a player too. So I think incorporating kind of a little, a few more coaching moments here and there in tryouts is always a positive thing. Um, I wanted to add too that. Um... I think coaches don't think to do this, but it would be really beneficial. So this would be a tip for coaches if you're listening and you coach female athletes. Um, I would challenge you to do a mental skills activity within your tryout, because what you'll gain from that can really help with the culture of the team that you're trying to build. And it could be as simple as asking what, what you feel like each girl's strengths are and having them write it down. That will immensely help you kind of determine who are your girls who are not afraid to talk positive about themselves. How do they view themselves? I mean, tiny little activities like that tell us a lot. It'll tell you um, who can come up with lots of strengths, who can't, which tells you a level of confidence. Um, 
I think we often look for the mental skills while they're playing because we're, we're so focused on the technical, technical, physical side, which is obviously very important. But we don't always tend to think to do like a deliberate mental skill activity to assess that. We're always just looking while they're playing on how they're doing. And I think it could be really beneficial. Um, other thoughts or tips for coaches? I think that's a great idea. And I, you know, maybe even also if, especially if you have a lot of clubs have multi-day tryouts, right? And hopefully kids can come to a couple of those days and you can integrate even, you know, icebreaker activities. They don't have to be long, but to get them comfortable because so many of the players, I mean, we're going to talk about the player perspective, but, you know, come in and they're either super nervous or they have a lot of pressure from their family or their parents or, or, or just, you know, on themselves um, and just to help them sort of settle into the environment. Because again, it goes back to the culture you're trying to build as a club and as a coach um, and the better cultures are gonna have better teams. All righty, well, let's move on to players. If we're talking tryouts and we're talking players as young as seven trying out for teams where there's multiple teams and age groups. Oftentimes it's a larger group of players out there trying out. Um, first, a couple questions for you guys. As a player, um, what type of mentality should you bring to a tryout? And um, yeah, let's start with that first. What type of mentality would you think uh, is important to bring to a track? So Lou and I did a podcast on this a while back about comparing and contrasting. And like, I go back to that often when it comes to discussing with players that I coach or players that I train when it comes to a trial, or even myself when it comes to a trial is I'm not trying to compare myself to everyone else that is there. I'm trying to prepare myself to be ready um, physically, mentally, emotionally for the tryout, and then trying to contrast and use my strengths to be the best version of myself out there. Um, but if I can, can contrast using my strengths, then I show differently. And in showing differently, then people are able to see what it is that I'm good at doing. And the part that um, the part of the game that, that, I, um, that I excel in. So just to kind of piggyback off of what Kira was saying, when how we summarize that podcast was that when we're comparing, um, you're operating from a place of lack and scarcity. And when you contrast one of them, like that gives you strength, right? So what we're looking like as a player, some of the tips to go in is like, we when we make a mistake, sometimes we tend to like recognize or think that everybody has seen the magnitude of this mistake. But recognizing that sometimes those go incognito but it's just amplified and it's almost like um, exacerbated in our minds. And that hinders us from continuing to compete because we're too much in our head and we're stressed and whatever. So I always talk with my girls uh, as mentioning to them, like, what is your, and I'm going to use this word very loosely, but what is like your trigger word? I know there's better words than that, but what is like your cue word, your um, something that will snap you out of the state that you're in to be able to be resilient and to quote, get the next one. Because that's personally something I always say to, to myself as I'm playing, get the next one, get the next one. Because if I stay stuck, th th this is a fast moving game. And if you stay stuck in the mistake that you just made, you're more likely to make more mistakes. So how can we get back to the present moment and to continue growing through that game? So something 
um, as a player would be being cognizant of that. I always say to my players that soccer is a game of mistakes, but it's how quickly we can recover from these mistakes that are going to help us um, become better players, uh, better teammates, and better individuals as well. Love that. Soccer is a game of mistakes. I also talk to my players about not hiding. So it's very easy to show up to a tryout and um, be shell-shocked by the experience and all the feelings that you're having. But as Lou mentioned, in terms of making mistakes, the more mistakes you make, probably the more things, or most likely, if the more things you're doing right, um, because you're just touching the ball more, you're around it more, you're just more present in that process. So really work to not hide. Um, recognize that you are going to have those moments that go well, and you're going to have those moments that aren't going so well. And how do we just process and work through it? But show, show up, show up confidently in what you can do and, and really get after it and leave it all out there. Any other thoughts on from the player perspective? As a player, I remember in tryouts, um, I always made sure I, two things, when it came to like the fundamental, your dribbling, your skills, your juggling and things like that, I made sure that I didn't overlook those things. I made sure that I executed them to the best of my ability. Um, because in my head, it kind of showed that it would, to the coach, it would look as if, okay, she does the small things. She doesn't overlook them. She doesn't find them silly or anything like that. So I wanted to really show that I am confident in those fundamental skills. Um, and then the second thing, I always tried to be really observant, um, whether that was how other players played, what they did, in ways of I can compare myself but in a positive way of like okay they're doing this how can I be maybe a little bit different how can I maybe kind of change up how can I add my own creativity to this scrimmage to this shooting drill um, and things like that and I would say that um, for me similar but kind of adding in that mental skill of kind of a little bit of self-talk of identifying what your strengths are. We talk about that um, and seeing what those strengths are and taking that into your trial. Like, okay, this is what I bring to the field. I know this is what I can bring to this team and really showing that part off. Um, I talked about this before, but I wish I learned it much earlier was we focus so much on working on our weaknesses and focusing on that, but like really being a specialist in what we're good at and continuing to improve in those areas and be so good that it's undeniable that that's what you bring, um, I think doesn't get enough value. And so if you can identify what your strengths are and what you're really good at, and you can showcase them in that tryout, that is going to stand out and be something that a coach is going to remember. Yeah, I think um, you both hit two kind of different avenues. And I think um, one being, you know, you know, sticking to what you know, showing your personality and your strengths and your and what you're an expert at, and then also pushing yourself a tiny bit out of your comfort zone to differentiate yourself. Those are kind of two slightly different mentalities going into the crowd. And there's not a right or a wrong with them. My only advice would be before you have the tryout, write all these things down. As silly as it sounds. Our memory, when it comes to writing something down, it solidifies it in our brain and it becomes more tangible and less of just like a thought. 
So before a tryout, writing down what you feel you're good at and also writing down, you know, how you feel about sticking to more of your strengths or to pushing outside your comfort zone and kind of seeing. It's one of those things I think that you have to assess in the moment too, and it kind of depends on the situation. Or I'll give you an example. Um, back in the day, because I'm old, we had ODP and ODP was kind of the biggest avenue for you to get seen within these national team programs and for college programs. And um, it was very cutthroat as far as the state team, the regional team, the national team, and you know, large pools of girls in these tryouts. And I do remember being up against this girl, and I think Rachel, you might know her name's Kylie Wozniak um, from Sacramento, really great player. She ended up playing at University of Texas, but she and I were both forwards. And um, I would say I, I, I was a little bit more composed on the ball, but she was a little bit more aggressive. And so I remember being in a tryout and knowing that I needed to go really hard in tackles because I was, and, and again, this is a little bit of comparing yourself, but I think it's that notion you're talking about, Megan, where it's like, how can I differentiate myself a little bit? It was, okay, I'm gonna go hard into tackles, but really what my strength is, is the composure on the ball. So not overlooking my touch, right? She knew that her strength was a little bit that she was aggressive. So she was doing something kind of opposite in what she was also known for too, was sort of defensively, sprinting across the field and putting on high pressure in a really fast way like that was something she was really good at and we both ended up making it because we brought different things to the table and i think like i said there's no right or wrong way and like kira said um not not comparing yourself but also assessing the situation and knowing being aware of okay am i focused on my strengths and what do i need to show right now that i bring that can really benefit me and kind of make a little bit, you know, differentiate or, or help me stand out. And really a lot of the time it is what you're already good at. And, and focusing on what you bring is often going to help differentiate you rather than trying to size yourself up against somebody else. Um, and so, yeah, any other, any other thoughts from the player perspective? If not, we'll get into parents. I will say that pushing yourself outside your comfort zone doesn't have to be what you're physically doing on the field also. I think we can showcase our leadership and what kind of person we are. Like Kira said, what you were looking for is also what kind of human being you are and what you can add value in that way. For me as a young person, putting myself, I'm not an extroverted person, putting myself out there to like go up to all the other girls and like be friends with people I didn't know was something that was very hard for me at the time. But seeing that cohesion, your ability to go into a new environment and want to be around your future teammates is something that's really big versus maybe you're by yourself and you're kind of off to the side. So putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, even in doing that little thing can make a huge difference in kind of showing what person you either are or you want to be. Another one for me that I've done since day one is after the tryout, I go and say thank you to every coach. And that's something small that you can do that really makes an impact on you showing that, okay, you're very mature and you're willing to walk up to adults and say thank you and that you're thankful for the opportunity. And I think that that's become more common in some situations than others in tryouts I've seen. Um, but I think those small things that are really uncomfortable for some of us can make a really big difference and it's nothing we have to do about being a soccer player it's just being gracious and thankful um, and wanting to be part of the team environment to kind of piggyback on that one of the things that i mentioned to my players that they can do at tryouts as well 
is to find somebody um, and look for, for something to compliment someone on that you genuinely mean. So like whatever it may be, you might not know that person, but hey, like I really like your shoes. And that person will go like, oh, thanks, right? So that's a little kind of like a, like an icebreaker, a genuine compliment, something like that. But when you do something good, you feel good. And when we feel good, that helps us gain a little bit more confidence and we play better. Um, and then we're not with, because we're not thinking self, we're thinking others. And it takes our mind away from us and allows us to kind of be more present as opposed to be self-involved and self-absolved. We're looking for something else and it allows us to calm down a little bit. And that by suggesting that to some of my players when they're attending tryouts, it's been really successful and they tend to come off the field happier. I love that. Any other, um, other tips for players? All righty, let's, uh, let's move into the parent side of this. So um, I think the hardest part about tryouts is um, from a parent perspective is, uh, you know, you want the best for your children and it's really hard as parents to see them go through a hard time and fail at something. Um, so I think the question that needs to be asked is how, how can parents um, show that support for their player without putting too much pressure on them? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts before I give mine. <laughs> I am not a parent, but I have been around a lot of parents throughout the process of um, coaching. And I think the best advice I could give to a parent in, is that recognizing that this whole process is the kid's process. It is theirs and theirs alone. Uh, so being able to step yourself away from it and not get emotionally attached to it is really key. Then recognizing that um, within that process, there's going to be a lot of feelings. So how do we, how do we generate a space where that player has, has the comfort to share how they feel and then navigating that process. So, you know, it could be, you know, I'm nervous about this. They might share, I'm nervous about this and asking questions about how, how they feel in the process before the tryout. How are you feeling? You feel, and then they give you answers after the tryout. How'd you feel about, about what you did? I think all of the questions that you ask are really important and then letting them generate the responses and then you respond to that. Yeah, um, I think, you know, it really depends on the age, of course, and then, um, you know, what what the circumstances of the tryout in particular, um, because obviously any tryout feels like, you know, can be scary, but um, at obviously high levels, it can be very cutthroat. Um, so I think, you know, as the parent with anything, you, you, you have to have a good feel for your child and what their needs are for these sorts of things. And I would probably try to like, think about maybe how they approach, you know, big tests in school or, um, or other, uh, you know, maybe in other sports, um, how they've, how they best prepare or how you've seen that hasn't been the best preparation, or maybe just the, you know, if they're an older teenager, just the reminder and maybe text messages are good. I know sometimes I just text my girls who are 15, um, you know, uh, oh, hey, you know, remember you have tryouts. And so um, just like think, helping them sort of re remember like, oh yeah, I shouldn't stay up till two in the morning on Saturday night because I have tryouts on Sunday. 
even though it's Saturday night and I, I probably could, and I shouldn't, you know, just like some little things like that, but it's, uh, it's tricky. Cause you just, you really need to know your child and what, what is best to support them to have a peak performance and they're going to be nervous. And so some will want to talk about it and some won't, and that's, and that's okay. Um, again, it just goes back to, to knowing your child and, um, and maybe how they feel about it, uh, whether you've had a direct conversation with them or you've just heard them say things or, you know, um, but yeah, so it, it, it takes a work on the back end and, and previous to sort of know um, your child specifically. But I would say with the younger ones, you know, well, with any of them, you just, the bottom line is to be supportive of whatever it is and that they're more than a soccer player. Um, and that, you know, you'll be there for them and that, you know, it's going to be hard. Like, especially those ones that are going to be hard. Yeah. This is going to be really hard, you know, but you you're here because you deserve to be trying out to see if you can play on this team. So, um, you know, just being as supportive as possible for your unique child. hundred percent. I, um, I think there's no no one child is is the same, and um, I have two that play competitive soccer, and they could not be more different with their mentalities. And so it's really hard, I think, sometimes to know um, what worked for you as an athlete if you played sports does not mean it's going to work for your child. So please don't live through them trying to you know relive your glory days. Um, I think that it's like Kara said, it is their experience. First of all, the reason for trying out should be their choice. Um, with with long-term benefits at stake, meaning if you're trying out for the most winningest team, is that really going to benefit them in the long run? Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but really think about long-term when you're heading to a tryout. Um, I find that the more anxious the children uh, could be, the less it needs to be discussed. Um, I think sometimes parents want to talk about it beforehand to feel out their kid. But if you have an anxious child, um, most likely that's going to make them more anxious. We often, you know, make things a bigger deal just because we're putting so much focus on it. And sometimes kids don't need that. Whereas other kids who are not anxious might really want to talk about it. Let them do the leading, let them lead the discussion. Um, but like, you know, Rachel said, you know, um, you know, tips aren't a bad thing necessarily, but really, and, and from my perspective, asking questions is the best thing you can do rather than telling, um, asking and then listening to your child after a tryout, asking how did it go, uh, let them speak. If they don't really wanna talk, change the subject, change the conversation, give them a chance to process and give them time, maybe revisit it the next day or later, after they've eaten or slept, I notice with children, my children especially need to, um, we talk about our body being a car a lot in our house. Um, and at the end of the day, our fuel, our tank is empty. And it's not always the best time for the deepest discussions because our coping levels are lower because our body is lower in fuel. So oftentimes um, I encourage my kids to write their feelings down in the evening and then revisit them the next day. Um, or get get a break. Like even yesterday, for example, my son was stressed and frustrated and um, I just tried to give him space and he went in the backyard and he painted. 
And I waited about 30 minutes and then I went out there and, you know, sunshine and art therapy type stuff that worked wonders. And he was able to have a totally normal conversation, but that's my son. Whereas my daughter wants to talk about things nonstop. So, you know, every child is so different. And I think that's the hard part about parenting. Just don't get in their way. Don't be the parent that goes up to the coach and asks for an entire synopsis of how your kid did either. I'm sure those of you that coach on here could attest to what not to do as a parent. Feel free to chime in on those too. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I think recognizing that there's just a bigger picture happening during tryouts and when a coach is evaluating players to try to put them in the correct spaces so that they can find success. It's a large number of players that we're working through and our focus is to um, work with putting them in the right spots. So hold off those questions until, you know, after decisions are made and everything has settled a little bit so that uh, you can get the information that you need as a parent. Um, and I think when approaching a coach, just asking questions that are, um, that are gonna be beneficial for your kid, like asking questions about what they can do to develop in the ways that they need to, how can you support them, things of that sort. So recognizing it's a bigger picture, that tryout process is a, um, it's a big process. It's a huge process and there's a lot of people involved. I would agree with that, but as much as it's a big process, it's only a small moment in their hopefully long lasting career. So recognizing that the actions and how you're addressing the coach and like what you are doing, you're being an advocate of how to act um, for your child. And you're also leading by example. So asking prominent questions that are of course in, you know, um, in the benefit of, of the child and asking questions that are based on improvement um, is gonna be very, very helpful in the long run because at the end of the day, as coaches, we want to see longevity in the sport. Um, and just because there's um, not hardship, but just because there's adversity, I would say, in attending tryouts, there also means that there can be growth. So fostering an environment where both of those things can be achieved so that we can end up making more resilient children and um, people that are able to tackle adversity head on and grow from them. When you mentioned leading by example, um, going back to the comparison route, we can't expect our girls uh, to not compare if we as parents are always comparing them to their peers and teammates. So, you know, coming off the field and asking, do you think you did better than so-and-so? Don't do that. If you don't want them to, you know, find their self-esteem and self-worth through others' opinions of them, don't make that topic of conversation or something that you're focusing on uh, because they will focus on what you focus on. And you're leading by that example. So don't, don't do the comparison game as a, as a parent either. And in, even asking coaches, I've, I've seen this in the classroom. I've had parents in a conference come up to me and say, you know, where's my kid fall as far as, you know, top five in the class? Like they wanna know, are they close to being the best? And I'm like, I'm not telling you that first of all, nor should you be even thinking that way as a parent. It's every situation and child is so different. And Again, knowing your child, that kind of stuff shouldn't matter, right? It's, it always baffles me. Any other thoughts or tips for parents? I think a good one um, also for parents to keep in mind is to be respectful of the coaches as well during this time period. A lot of times they're going through 
tryouts with maybe they're coaching two, three teams and things like that. Um, they have, let's say, a lot more players coming out than what they expected. So in the eyes of the coach as well, like tryouts are, can be stressful, can be a lot to handle. And they're going to be doing their best, um, hopefully to put your son, daughter in the best position possible. Um, so I think for parents as well as just being respectful of the coach and if there are questions, kind of feeling out like, hey, I have a couple questions for you, but I understand you are busy with tryouts. Do you mind if I email you tomorrow or maybe early next week and things like that? And just being, again, respectful of the process, not only with your child, but also with the coach as well throughout all of it, because it's definitely a lot to handle on kind of both sides of the coin. Absolutely, that's a great tip. All right, if you guys don't have any other thoughts, um, we can wrap this up. But I just wanted to say, those of you who are trying out this week, next week, the following week, good luck. Take a couple deep breaths, practice some breathing exercises, um, focus on what you can control whether you're a coach, a parent, or a player, that, you know, that's for all of you. Focus on your strengths in all regards when it comes to that and, um, and try to have fun. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we're trying out, right? It's to have a good experience and find joy within the sport. Um, I think sometimes the why is lost. So always try to come back to your why as a coach, your why as a player, your why as a parent within the sport. Any other thoughts, ladies? All righty. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, we will we'll chat with you guys next week. Please make sure that if you um, are interested in any of the offerings that we have at Female Footballers, you reach out to us. We work with individuals, teams, clubs, parents, coaches. We've kind of got it all. A lot of it is customizable. Give us an email or shoot us a DM and we're happy to, to kind of send you an offering of a proposal and um, it can be in person or over Zoom. We're available all the time. So thank you so much. Ladies, you guys want to say bye? Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week.